Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now vie for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious! Not on my watch! Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe cartoon show, podcast show. I am tilted right now because Robert Clark Chan keeps biffing my intros, and he does it on purpose, and I'm here to call him out. Robert Clark Chan, you were on notice. You were on intro notice. <laughs> this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis. <laughs> Go for a... <laughs> Hey, everybody. That's yeah, you 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 were defeated. You got defeated. You defeated. got defeated by Chan for the first time. Like uh, usually you still keep your energy up, but this time you were like, Oh, Chan has Chan has beaten me, and it's only taken five years of podcasting. You know well, what? Is, it's been this, more like this is East Coast Chan. I'm a whole new breed. True. I'm edgier, I'm harder. Ugh. You walk you walk faster and you Ugh. don't oh, yeah. don't take kindly to amblers. Head down. Shoulders a dirty up. leather jacket with safety pins of old, old bands like uh, oh, iron on patches on them. Safety. I hate everything about this. Oh, he's got a skinny puppy, iron on, but stapled to his jacket. <laughs> like, just ridiculous. Here's the Chan's thing. has been New Yorkified. I may or may not have actually had a skinny puppy patch on a trench coat at Fucking some point I knew it. during my high school years. I goddamn knew it. You were that kid. I never got along with that kid, Chan. <laughs> well, it's mainly because that kid hated me. So really, nothing's changed. Which is why I didn't understand why you wanted to do this podcast with him in the first place. Because I understood that like there's a deep, deep uh, uh, abiding disconnect there between the two of us. Yeah, but I mean, here's the deal. You're right, but at the same time, we both get our shit done. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And that's a rarity to find <laughs> in this town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Anyway, my name is Race Decanus. Robert Clark Chan. Chan, have you been uh converted Jeez. to the <laughs> East Coast food yet? Because I saw you make at least one food post about like this is really good, and I have a feeling you're gonna be converted and Sai is gonna say, I told you so. I've been making food posts. Uh, I will say that we had New York pizza tonight, and uh it really solidified my opinion that uh like Good New York pizza is good pizza. Good uh, California pizza is good pizza. Uh, the like the difference between them, like whatever yes. pizza, pizza. Um, oh, I but have not. Uh, however, yeah. I haven't gone uh, for uh, Chinese yet, and that's going to be a real sticking point. Mm, like see, pizza? I thought you were going to say because m- my thing about pizza is like good East Coast pizza. Like great East Coast pizza is great East Coast pizza. Good, good, you know, West Coast pizza is good West Coast pizza. The difference to me is that if you're in New York, you could pretty much stop in anywhere, get a dollar slice, and it will still be 
pretty good. Whereas right. in California, you have to actively seek out the good places because if you stop into a place and order a slice, you're going to be like, what the shit is this trash? Right. So that, that to me is the main difference is you can get, you can get pretty good pizza anywhere on the East coast uh, because, but- because it wouldn't survive. Otherwise it's not going to, if it's, if it's shitty pizza, it's not going to survive. Whereas in California, they know you have to go seek it out. So even if they have shitty pizza, sometimes you're going to be like, whatever, it's fine. I just want pizza. I'll take shitty pizza. Uh, but you can say the same thing for tacos. And West Coast mm. people don't get in a real snit generally about tacos because we just know that we have good tacos and New York is garbage. Yeah, but no one – the difference is that no one in New York claims to have good tacos. Like they don't give a shit about tacos. Like I, I would never get into an argument – but but the difference is that California people are like, no, our pizza is awesome. No one in New York is like, our tacos are awesome. Wait, That's who's not, defending not California pizza out here? Like, I, I've only ever heard people say, well, I know it's not good, but it's what we have. No, like, no. That's the biggest defense we, I ever hear. We used to have uh, uh, Jeremy on the mutiny who's from, like, Bakersfield, I want to say, or, some, or he something. He's not in Bakersfield. He is for, I believe he's Southern California. Okay. Okay. Maybe his parents live there now or something. I I don't know. But, but he, that was a hill he would die on at mutiny meetings. Like he was like, no, the pizza is the same. And a lot of, a lot of, uh, West coasters will, I've heard them. That's a hill they'll die on where they're like, no, it's crazy. Whereas I have never once in my entire life. Like if you tell a New Yorker, like your tacos suck, they're going to be like, who the fuck cares? Who wants tacos? I mean, fair enough. Well, that's a problem. Um, that is a problem. If you're like, I me, don't want tacos. No, I mean, I could live m- the rest of my life without eating tacos. It's just not it, like if you were like, hey, you get to eat everything else, but you have to get rid of one food. I'd be like, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll get rid of tacos. <sighs> hashtag kill tacos or hashtag kill pizza. Okay. Well, no, I know how this is going to go. That's probably not fair, <laughs> but uh, you're all y- y'all's wrong. So. But that that's what I mean. Like if you I feel like most people if you said you could never eat pizza again would be like, "What? That's terrible." Whereas I feel like half half of the country would be really pissed if they could never eat tacos again and the other half would be like, "All right. I mean, no, it's okay. always like one of those uh, Facebook posts that's always just like one's got to go. But then like it's always one really obvious choice, you know, so it's like yeah. one's got to go tacos, pizza, sushi or graham crackers. <laughs> it's like um, I'm still going. Well, I'm still going tacos. I, oh I love me goodness. some graham crackers. Oh, my God. That's outrageous. No, probably- that's not true. I probably would. I probably would get rid of graham crackers, but it would be <laughs> it would bum me out when camping. <laughs> oh sure. Now I gotta use club crackers for my s'mores. Ugh. Ew. I j- I just sent you you guys pictures of Muppets as. Oh, we've seen them. You? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. It seemed like it seemed like something you would both appreciate. I think oh, we should put it in the in the knowing us half the podcast group at some point. Who would ahead, like Gina, to you, see? You're on social media. <laughs> Muppets as kaiju. I don't know how our our accounts work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, how to we, switch, uh, switch between accounts. I'm not a tween, Raymond. Mm. Oh, because I'm such a tween. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about an episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. That's why uh, uh, we're... This is a decent episode. It's called uh, Extend a Helping Claw. I thought this was fine. It was fine. It was not anything super special. It had some moments of peril in it. It had some interesting interplay between Iron Claw, his alter ego, and G.I. Joe that I didn't fully understand, really. And it had, uh, and it had, it was okay. It ended fine. So this is just, this is a fine episode of the show. Uh, Definitely not an anchor by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like a few of these others that have made us go, oh, shit, yeah, that was good. Unless I'm mistaken. That's how I felt about it. I will say the main, I've noticed the main difference between this uh uh is that there there's no like real stinkers like there's no there's no yeah. deke level like the the deke Oof. stinkers were real big stinkers uh uh so what you said is uh they had a stinky deke yeah yeah and and no one wants that nobody take a shower uh but i will say like with i, I had like three pitches for this episode that would have elevated it to like holy shit this was okay. great i was looking forward to them but they did not come uh, I had one, so I mean that's the difference between a professional television writer and uh, just some yokel off the street. In case you're one, <laughs> one pitch versus three pitches. Yes. 
uh, you, you know, that I like specifically, I was like, why did they not do this thing here? Um, Ooh, now I'm curious what yours is when we get to it to see if it's the same uh, as one of mine. More butts. Is that, is that what you had? Oh, that was actually all three of mine was, was okay, more butts. Well. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm switching to being a network executive. Uh, this fall on CBS, look for more butts in all your favorite shows. I mean, I only had one pitch, and that's why didn't we injure Mayday's leg? She ejected from a plane. Perfect opportunity <laughs> to bust that chick up a little. I actually did. At at some point, I was I was thinking that they were going to because I became convinced that it was a bit that the writers were doing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I I I was like, oh shit! If they injure her leg, this is this is like a funny in bit that the writers were like, Oh man, let's just keep doing this and like, see if they call us on it. So I was kind of hoping that they, yeah. that they would, because I love shit like that. I love it when you can tell that like in the writer's room, someone would be, w- was like, Hey, let's do this thing that, that no kid will notice. But like years from now, someone will be doing a podcast and watch a bunch <laughs> of episodes in a row and, and re- realize it. I feel like Doug probably in the room had to shoot it down like every episode someone put it in and then Mayday gets her leg hurt. It's like, stop that. Stop that. We, we, okay. Yes, we did it a couple of times. And, uh, so we're not going to do that anymore. Please stop. And just every, every episode, someone would try and slip it in. But you know that it's the type of thing that every time they pitch it, the room bursts out laughing for like three <laughs> minutes and they go on a riff. Of, of a room bit and and they're like no no we can't we can't <laughs> well this episode starts out we get our live action back so i'm convinced that the last episode we watched just had some pieces missing um for sure and this was an interesting live action bit this maybe was the most expensive one outside of lifting the tank uh rampage mm. is checking in with a live action claw and Iron Claw uh, is done with the call, so he leaves. It's basic stuff. I did appreciate Iron Claw pulling a Ryan Seacrest and saying, Iron Claw, out. And then, like, rolling out of the camera. Like, that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and then Rampage turns to face the camera and then turns into the monster. And it's like, why will I never be free of Iron Claw? Effects well, budget. My God. I liked it. I like <laughs> practical effects. I'm into them. Yeah, I was very happy to see it come back because I feel like we've had two episodes in a row where they didn't Maybe. do it. And the PSA was back and I felt like, oh, all is all is right with the world again. We got the pieces. Yeah, for sure. So uh, so we, we got all that. So we got a live action. We know this is going to be Iron Claw and Rampage. They're having some disagreements. They're having a little bit of a power play. And I'm here for it. I like when the villains don't quite get along because they have slightly different goals, even when they're doing the same thing together. That's a good bit yeah. to me. Um. Iron Claw and Rampage, the uh, show opens again with them. They're, they're, uh, Rampage is showing Iron Claw his new device, his new weapon. Uh, Rampage has created this explosive gas, which, Chan, I'm going to need some science help here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the gas works by he sprays something organic or living, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and he sprays them with the gas. It changes their molecular level, and then after a while, they break down, which causes uh, an explosion. The living thing will blow up. So what's the scientific, uh, re- well, how does this work? Uh, uh, let's go ahead and jump ahead. Scan of Lieutenant Stone's internal organs. Everything looks normal. But here, if we take it down to the molecular level of the cell structure, you can see it in time lapse. Stone's cellular nitrate levels are rising. So there you okay. Start was Stone's cellular nitrate levels are rising, which is also what happens if you eat too many hot dogs. Wait, is that for real? That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So This all checks out. This checks out. If you eat too many hot dogs, you will explode. I know I've I've had some things explode on me when I've eaten too many hot dogs. <laughs> but that's a very specific type of uh, Pornhub category that you do, Ray, that's eating yeah. hot dogs and letting things explode on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we call it. Explosions is a real specific genre, but boy, the fans <laughs> yeah. of it are diehard. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, I, we I like them. this opening. I thought this was this was a fun, you know, like inventing something that that essentially makes uh, like gambit shit come to life. Yeah. Uh, I also appreciated just a lot of different aspects as he sprays these flowers, these sunflowers with the gas 
and then nothing happens. And Iron Claw waits like nine seconds, and he's like, "I'm fucking out of here. This shit's bullshit." And and I and, and, and Rampage is like, correctly, he's like, "Yo, it takes a while. Like maybe this wasn't the best demonstration. I should have sent you a video because I promise you this shit works." And yeah, Iron but Claw's he's like, not. Here's the thing. He's Rampage is not an employee that you want because he like obviously can't handle any stress. He turns into he turns into a monster. What he should have done was like sprayed it and then and then distracted him. Like, hey, have you been watching Ted Lasso season two, Mr. Claw? No, no then, like, I'm waiting Tom- to get my screeners, he says. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Claw's like, yeah, no, no. And then and then, you know, he's only like, Oh, it's only a couple bucks a month. You can't, you can't, it's a tax write-off for you. You can't spend an extra few bucks a month to support a TV show. And he's like, everyone is supporting this TV show. They don't need my extra five Wait. bucks a month. They're still making an extra season. My subscription isn't gonna make a difference. Only and then boom. Purely <laughs> evil as Iron Claw would not get Apple TV for season two of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, that's he, obviously a criminal. He has he has his reasons and I support them. I support them. I support someone finally putting a foot down and saying no more. Not every single thing can have their own streaming service. Put them all on one streaming service. Let me watch that for five dollars a month. Uh I stand I stand behind his his terrorist organization. But that's how you do it. You don't like bring him out and you're like, this is gonna explode. Watch it. Oh shit, it's not exploding. It's not exploding. He panics, and of course, Claw is like, oh fuck this. Okay, yeah, he 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 could have handled it better. Let's just yeah. uh keep that real for two seconds. Um he he could have, but also like again, send a video. Like you know it worked in the lab. Send the video from the lab, you know. Like, it's not intended to be something that automatically happens. Like, this doesn't actually appear uh, in the text, but it does feel like to me, because Rampage is, uh, he is a character, and and, I mean, not fully three-dimensional, but he's got uh, uh, some shading in him that makes makes him feel the character. And so I very much feel like what happens here is that he gets super excited about this thing that he made, and it worked. So he calls Iron Claw and Iron Claw. I, I don't need to show up. Just send me a video. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to show up. You got to sh- just come here. It's going to oh, be. Okay. Oh, you so you're telling me he's like a little kid when it's like, daddy, daddy, look at me. And you're like, motherfucker, this is the sixth time. Every time I look, you're not actually doing the cool thing you say you're going to do. And then mm-hmm. you make me wait, wait. Or like when you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I have this cough. And the doctor's like, let me hear it. And you're like, I can't. Oh, you know, the worst is when the kid just is like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. So it's like you look and then they just sit there staring at you. And then it's like, well, you're going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do this thing. We'll fucking do it. No, the real disappointment is when I daddy, daddy, look, 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 look. All right. I'm looking what? And you like, take some milk. And you're like, what? What's special about that? Why did you? Why did you make me stop doing what I was doing to get up and walk out for this? God damn it. You are such a. Yeah, that's what you get for raising kids in an era of participation trophy awards. Oh, tell it to them, (laughs) Boomer. I really feel like there is a horrible, abusive backstory that Gina is not telling us. And from the ages of like like nine months to the age of three, she was like repeatedly whipped with like like the chess piece on a shoelace. Yes, no, no, a series of belts, each oh, okay. with one of the different chess pieces on it. Oh, so prints on on her back that were like, "Here's a pawn, and here's a bishop for when you don't eat your dinner." Ooh. And here, um, the the rook that happens when uh, um, uh, you're not chores fast enough. Jen, I think you're getting okay. excited. I don't know. If if I was one of the sharks on Shark Tank, I would I would 100% invest in this how to how to teach your kid to learn to play chess by beating them with belts uh, line of menswear. I'm just know. putting it out there. I I would demand 48% of the company, but I would give you a five million dollar buy-in. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know that in the year 2021 that's going to fly at Target. I'm just uh, I'll put it out there. <laughs> I'll put it out there. I mean, you could market it as something else. You could just say like, oh, it's for the fashionable chess player. But then in the fine print, it says also can be used to beat your kids. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So I have a chance to say, so Rampage isn't a three-dimensional character, but he's a solid 2.5. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's fine. We'll take it. It turns out that the gas actually does work, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, just after, you know, Iron Claw had left. But what I really liked is Rampage turns and says, uh, I got this idea. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to use this gas and the members of the Inter-Alliance and I'm going to attack them and then they'll see how powerful we are. And Iron Claw, his alternate reality, his alternate uh, uh, persona, Ego. yeah, no. is uh, um, is the Count Von Rainey, who is a member of the Inter-Alliance. So he's like, yo, hey, <laughs> shut that shit down. We're not yeah, doing I, that. I couldn't, I can't keep track of who, who knows, but this made me realize, oh, no one knows. I don't yeah. know. Right? That's like, it's not... Thing. Like yes. there's no one, which makes him kind of different than uh, Cobra Commander because because they're like Cobra Commander had a few trusted people in his inner circle. I like that Claw trusts no one. Nobody, but I mean, but some of the Joes know who he is, but nobody made reference to that in this episode. No, they they never that that was one of my pitches, which I was bummed about. Uh, yeah. uh, that they that they because it was such an intriguing like, what if they know that that you know, that this international, this guy that probably has diplomatic immunity is a, is a terrorist. That's mm -hmm. fascinating to me, but they made it clear in this episode that they're just letting that, letting that episode yeah, die. Are we, are we letting that pass or are they just for the good of the narrative, just not bringing it up, you know, because I, mean, I could, I could see a thing where they don't feel like this is the best time to play that card. So they're just keeping that to themselves. I mean, I'm probably giving them too much credit, but there, there can be a, a, a claim to be made towards that. Yeah, no, I, th I definitely think that uh, um, they need like legit proof. They need actual incontrovertible proof because if they go to, you know, whatever government body and being like, we're pretty sure that he's, you know, uh, uh, bin Laden, then they're going to get left out of the room. So until sure. like he does a thing and it's probably going to be because it is that kind of cartoon, it's probably going to require him to be doing it live on national television. Oh, they're definitely. Gonna, like, turn on the hot mic and, you know, he's going to say something. And until that point, they can only suspect, you know, and then so at that point, there's no there's no point in bringing it up in the show. Like, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah. But I really do like that um, uh, Rampage is doing something that's kind of legit useful. Yeah. He just doesn't realize that yeah. uh, Count Von Rainey's well, there. And, you know, and he and he says after Iron Claw leaves, he goes, F it. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, he shows up again. This was a this was I, I feel like a great a great missed opportunity because I love that. I love that, you know, he's he's directly going against he's going against a direct order. And then they sort of nothing really comes of it in this episode. I, I'm I'm choosing to believe that maybe in a future episode, like Claw does does something. He he does like a saw subplot on Rampage <laughs> or something. Like he locks well, him in a room and makes him solve a bunch of riddles as he chops his own foot off or something like that to to get back at him for this. But it seemed like a missed opportunity. You know he does he does dress him down though. He does get pissed and tell him that he's expendable later. So, I mean, there, there is some repercussion, but he doesn't like do anything physical or at least that we've seen yet, you know. Uh, so we cut over to the party and the count is running late because he's Iron Claw and coming and he's the only one not to show up. Rampage shows up, which is great. This is a great moment because Rampage shows up. They cut over to the count who's like pissed off. He's just like, what? The <laughs> I told him not to do this. And, and I really liked that moment where he has to be like, oh, well, who knows what he's doing? Maybe we should. I don't. Uh. <laughs> we should definitely not let whatever gas he's planning on letting out touch yeah. any of us. And he can't, like, he can't reveal, even though he does later and he tries to cover it up, you know, but he can't reveal that, like, oh, this motherfucker brought some gas that's going to blow us all up. Like, how do you know? Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, I did also like the tank. The tank that a rampage was rocking that had the double chainsaws in the front that just ripped through the gate and, and opened it. And I was like, well, that's super 90s fun right there. It's super <laughs> 90s. Also, this is the first uh, time I, I made a note of it. And I was like, if we get to three, this is definitely something that needs to be called out. Uh, one of the Joes has like missiles or something, and he just hammer fists his fire button. And I'm like, D you couldn't just. You couldn't just use your goddamn finger because it's the 90s and you're extreme. Yes. You have to hammer fist the button like you're playing original Street Fighter and yeah. you're trying to get a freaking fierce punch off. You need like, oversized buttons that won't press unless you pound them. Ugh. 
this is one, and it does happen multiple times this episode with different characters. And how about during the little fight that happens here outside and inside the compound? Uh, How about the Joe on the motorcycle who drives it up a tree and then upside down flings himself and at at vehicles and then shoots his cannons and somehow is fine. That was a a interesting, seemingly unnecessary move that I took note of because it was fun. We're going to need to talk about this because at the beginning of the episode, I was like, you know what? We are two completely different people and we should, we have nothing in common. And yet I also made a specific note about <laughs> the motorcycle that goes spinning through the air. Like what the fuck is this? It's awesome. Wait, did we, did we already, did we already miss the fact that Rampage has two interns with him? No, we haven't mentioned that. I don't know who these people are, where they come they, from or where they end up going. They are 100% interns getting college credit for being there. Yeah, the University (laughs) of Terror. Like, there's no reason to draw these two guys in there. And he's like, like, it literally could have just been a scene between Rampage and Claw. But then, like, he gets mad and he's like, sort of, he's like, oh, reset it, reset it. And there's two guys never seen again. They're seen for like 30 seconds that are running around doing his bidding. We've never seen them before. They look like college students. I think he was nervous about this presentation Mm. and, and, uh, and like contacted the local community college and was like, hi, I'm a, I'm part of a terrorist organization. I would like to uh, rent out two college students to be my intern for the day. I can offer them two college credits in exchange. I like it. Yeah. And he also, but in the, also he needed to work out his exposition. So both of those statements can be true at the same time. <laughs> but he's the, like the only care. He's like the one character that's fine with talking to himself. So they did, they yeah. serve no purpose other than I wrote down. He has interns all of a sudden. I like the idea of just buying the figures of Cobra or, you know, Iron Claws interns, you know, <laughs> or Scar, Scar interns. That's what they would be. They were specifically Rampage's interns. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. Um, and how about the fact the rest of this fight scene takes place in montage. a music video montage? This was a long one. It was. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know if they're all this long or if this was just like they, they ran out of plot and they were like, fuck, we got to fill like an extra minute here. But this was extra long. <laughs> they're all pretty long. Uh, this is where Mayday does do her ejection because she gets her plane blown out. And I really wanted her to like just see in the background her like land funny on a cliff and like twist her ankle because <laughs> I would have laughed uproariously had that happened. Because uh, I'm a terrible person. Uh, I Now, Rampage is just like, F all this noise. He sees all the count and everybody run into the building. So he just he pulls a G.I. Joe from, like, ancient temples and just rolls his tank through, like, three, four walls inside the building. And I, <laughs> and I appreciate him for that. Uh, Von Rainey. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah. got to say, like, I, my, I realized during this episode that my expectation my expectations of this series are so much higher than Deke yeah. because like Deke, I was just happy if I could follow like a plot through from beginning to end this, I was actively waiting for some sort of like something else to happen because it has trained me to be like, okay, now like there's a fight scene. You think, you know how this episode is going to go but there's going to be a monkey wrench. And I got to say it, it did that. It did not disappoint in this, in this next scene. But at some point we're going to get to an episode where there's no twist. It's just one, <laughs> one plot the whole way through. And I'm going to be like, huh, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The fact that GI Joe extreme could get to the point where it could legitimately disappoint you, I think says good things about GI Joe extreme. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I knew that I was like, all right, there's a really long fight scene. They reused some of the same footage of of what's her butt, uh, like dive bombing other planes or whatever she was doing. Yeah, and and I was like, okay, this is like so far this episode's too straightforward. There's got to be something, and and we get to it. We get to it here. I appreciate that because uh, Count Rainey, you know, Iron Claws there. And Rampage is like, hey, I'm going to shoot him with that gas. Lieutenant uh, Stone pushes Von Rainey out of the way and gets hit by the ray. So he's the one who's going to explode. And that was great. He says, I'm fine. And he's clearly not fine. He's goddamn glowing. And what was really kind of cool was Von Rainey's like, yo, you just saved my life. Now, why is he doing this? This is my question. I guess I understand him feeling 
good about the heroes, but he does want the heroes to die. Oh, no, he's he trying to want... kill them. No, he's keeping he up wants... appearances. No, he just wants to know how the thing works. And like, is it actually going to work? Because as oh, far as he... okay. Work. Yeah. So but for scientific okay. reasons uh, of a personal variety, he just wants this information. That yeah, makes which, sense to me. Actually, and this is some this is some good voice acting too, because especially in a kids' cartoon, it's very hard to. I mean, clearly Ray had no idea what was going on, but he he the, his inflection in his voice when he's pretending to be concerned, yeah, like makes it clear to anyone who doesn't have brain damage from years of wrestling, sure, uh, that he's just pretending, like he's like, rampage is a madman. Anything could be in that gap. I insist that you be examined. You saved my life, you Yeah, I mean, like he's he's putting it on. He's he's very clearly putting it on, uh, uh, like to see what happens. But but this is a good this is a good twist. This is it starts out with a very straightforward like, hey, I've got this gas. It, it you sprayed it shit and shit blows up. Yep. And then and then it's like, all right, whoops, it hit it hit the leader of the the G.I. Joe's. And I was like, all right, all right. Person is going to blow up. Cool. That is a cool plot point. It's a good thing. And I also appreciate he convinces uh, him. He says, yes, I'll go to your mountain base and I'll get investigated for this. Uh, uh, Kind of a fun uh, thing. Uh, We cut over to now a scene where Claw is screaming at Rampage, calls him expendable. And he's like, you're an a-hole. I told you not to do that. You did that. Doesn't give up the game, but still gets his point across. So I appreciated that. Um, yeah, here here's where my first where my first pitch sort of came in. Well, hmm. at my first first pitch was that I wish that there was some follow through on the Joes sort of being suspicious of Count von Rainey because this would have been a perfect time to sort of to sort of sell that. Like if he if he is pretending to be concerned. Like this could be a thing that sort of allays their fears. Like if they go back and they're like, but like, what if, oh, he was so, he was so surprised at being attacked by, by Scar Mm -hmm. that he can't possibly be aligned with them. Like that, that to me is a perfect thing. Okay. Interesting. Like, you know, like it's, it's like in, in superhero shows where it's like, oh, we think the super, we think the arrow is you, Oliver Queen. And then someone else dresses up as the arrow and like goes and does a thing. They're like, oh, fuck, it can't be Oliver Queen. We've got him in police custody. To me, this would have been a great way for them to like for the Joes to be like, well, shit, he's obviously not who we thought he was because the the terrorist organization isn't going to attack their leader. I guess we were wrong. I guess this crazy chick saw something she didn't she didn't think. So that was my first pitch. My second pitch was I was kind of hoping that at some point in this Von Rainey was going to get his revenge on rampage. Like that he was, Mm. he was going to do something to sort of like in the end to sort of help the Joes because his hatred of what rampage did like, you know, overwhelms his hatred of the Joes. So I thought it was going to be like, Oh, maybe he actually is going to end up, saving the Joes or, or hurting rampage in some way. And then in the end, he's going to be like, never fucking go against me again. Yep. This was just a little taste of what you'll get. If you do, I like it. Uh, both of those things. I would have, I would have appreciated. Those were two of my pitches. That's no, both very, very legit. And I, I, you know what? I do like the idea of claw finding a way to like throw rampage under the bus later in the episode. It doesn't really happen. Um, but it would have been cool. This is where we get our Chan um, scientific molecular level. He becomes a living bomb. We find out about that. I did appreciate the moment where the Joes were like, yo, you knew about this molecular blow up gas and you didn't tell us. And then quickly count like without missing a beat. It's like, oh, I was going to uh, tell you at the conference. That's totally what my pitch was going to be. Uh, but I guess I should just tell you now because it's important. And I was like, okay, good, good recovery. Good recovery yeah. claw. Yeah, I I like again, I like it when the villains are smart. So, I like that he didn't miss a beat. It was fun. And Rampage is there. Uh now I was a little bit confused about this because they take him up to the the mountain base and it seems like Rampage is also up at the same base. I was a little bit confused by this. Um Rampage hides behind this door. He he shuts down this huge metal door and is like, "Haha, they'll never get through this." And then like one blast and the whole thing's obliterated. I kind of laughed at that. Uh, they set it up way too hard to have it pay off like that. So I, I was fine with that. That was fun. 
Um, at this point, Stone says, if I'm going to go, I'm going to take Rampage down with me, which I'm just like, Jet's dark, but I'm here for it. Yeah, he chases I liked it. after Rampage into the compound. Oh, also, there's uh, uh, um, the door was activated by a hammer fist. Uh, yes. Because, you know. Because you got to do it. Because, you know, like when you go into a, uh, a supermarket, you always have to hit that giant uh, green button with a hammer fist just to open it so you can get in and get your steaks. I mean, that's what I do. But Gina, you know. do you or do you do you just have DoorDash do that? Yeah, I would. I would. I'm pretty lazy, so. Fair. That's fair. I mean, and on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Joe team has been told to camp out on the highway and just pre- prevent anybody new from entering this area. Cool. A whole bunch of fighting robots show up and we have another little fun fight scene where the Joes are able to easily dispatch with the fighting robots. And then they say, okay, our mission here was to repel attackers. We've repelled attackers. Let's go help stone at the base, which is not a great plan. It ends up working out obviously, but like, that's not your orders. What if a reinforcement crew showed up and there was nobody guarding your backsides? Right. Yeah, I, I would have liked it. I mean, I, I like that they didn't follow his orders, but I, they should have at least left a skeleton crew outside or some right. shit. Like, like I, I mean, here's the thing. I just thought of this. This wasn't one of my pitches, but I would have also liked it if like some random little orphan wandered in. The oh dude did end up blowing up, Here. took her out, and then they're like, oh, my God, we should have followed orders. The end. Oh, that's the end of the episode. We don't even resolve the A storyline. We just go right to the orphan. No, nope, just up. it's all to it's all it was all a ploy to kill an orphan. Wow. What a move. <laughs> that is, you know, what? that's the bravery you get in writing that you get from TV's Gina Ippolito when you hire her. You know, get what? her on I- your show. I don't even feel like I should bring up that third hammer fist now. It feels like it's uh, extreme. <laughs> the third hammer fist is on the face of the orphan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I thought for sure. I, I, you know, I refuse to learn names, but the one dude who was like really adamant about going in, he's. It seems like if they had just sent him in, sure. And the others had like if he had if he had just been like fuck it, I'm going in, and they're like, well, shit, he's going rogue. Like it would have had the same effect as uh, narratively the same effect as as sending all of them in. Like they still could have done their job, and that one guy could have could have been a cop who doesn't play by anybody's rules. <laughs> it, one of my favorite like, um, archetypes, by the way. They're trying to set up that because uh, uh, the reason why he didn't want him going in was because they would be in jeopardy because dude's going to blow up. Gonna so blow up. Yeah. Uh, Rampage does mention like, oh, hey, look, uh, we're going to get rid of all the Joes when you blow up. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. I guess it I guess it ups the ups the stakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know what? They, they could have actually like uh, gone out on a cliffhanger of something blowing up, but you don't see what it is. And then it's like, oh, the Joes are dead. And then it just turns out that like someone accidentally dropped a grenade and they're all safe. Just like issue four of the Transformers miniseries mm. by then, the cover is shockwave with are all dead written in the wall. That was like a seminal <laughs> moment in my childhood and I will never forget it. <laughs> I'm just thinking now, you know, my rewrite on this would obviously be you know, the two part, two parter explosion at the end, come back at the beginning of the second episode. It turns out no Joe's died, but it was the orphan who fell on the grenade and then fade to wow. black roll out 90 minutes of PSAs. Wow. Yeah. So that's how I end it. Hero orphan. That's how I do it. God, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think it's, it's an, it's an okay episode. We've just learned it could have been a great episode. That's <laughs> fair. We could have, we could have taken it in some directions. That's for sure. Uh, full so we have, yes. Chunks. What's that, Chan? Just full of orphan chunks. <laughs> Chock full of orphan meat. Uh, G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. But here's the Cobra Mamba. Cobra Mamba, its power is frightening out of the blue. It's bright like lightning. The Cobra Mamba is a fast attack copter with laser guns and missiles. The Mamba sides detached to become a tack pod. Triple threat, meet us yet, Cobra Mamba! Go, go! Nobody beats the idea, a real American hero! Cobra Mamba and other vehicles and figures sold separately. Go, go! Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, Stone versus Rampage. We get the 1v1 we've been looking for. Stone, it could explode any minute. Rampage doesn't really respect that fact, but he does. A fun moment where they're fighting, and then Stone gets Rampage handcuffed to him. And he's like, ha-ha, when I blow up, I'm taking you with me, D-hole. And, and, it, it, and it's like, oh, shit, well, how do we get out of this? And then almost immediately, Rampage just, like, knocks him down, takes out his gun, shoots the handcuffs away, and, and then throws Stone over a cliff. Like, I was just like, well, that's fun. <laughs> You've completely turned the tables 180 and to a high degree. Yeah, I actually like I like the fact that this that, that, that like these these Joes are are dark as shit. Yeah, I feel like in original Sunbow, you don't see you're not going to see a Joe being like, if I'm dying, I'm bringing you with me, bitch. But in this yeah. one, it's like it's like, oh, shit, he just he just handcuffed this man to a bomb. Like, that's that's what he did. He handcuffed this man to a bomb that's about to go off and yep. is like, yep, you dead. And, and I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. And he, I know he says, give me the antidote. We both blow up. That makes a lot of sense. Then that tension is removed like five seconds later. So that wasn't as good. I could have stood for them to be in the handcuffs a little bit sooner in this episode and played with that a little bit more. Now, maybe, you know, there was that episode where Pathfinder and Cobra Commander in Deke era got handcuffed together. And that was the entire point of the episode. And that was Drek. So maybe we just don't want to, follow that path again but i could have done a little bit more play around this idea and i think they kind of jetted it. and that's the point was to set it up tease it and then you know subvert expectations by jetting it right away yeah i think that's what it is and i i actually liked that i liked the fact okay. that he that he instantly was like no because because as soon as he handcuffed himself to him i was like oh well this is how how he gets out of it uh like instantly i was like oh this is this is the narrative device that is going to save his life so to have him do it almost immediately and be like nope peace out i was like ooh what yeah. okay All right, fair. that's well, fair the way it resolves is just like more punching basically like uh uh rampage tries to get away and he's taunting him with the uh antidote and then he uh, or someone i forget who shoots a grappling hook which knocks it out of his hands yeah sounds it, it like a kamikaze shot in a, uh, a, a summer break but my pitch for this was going to be that um he exposes rampage to the gas they are now both glowing and have to do something about it the antidote doesn't exist and then rampage has to uh, uh, create some, make some on the fly while wow. he's freaking out and turning into the monster, trying to keep from turning into the monster. Interesting. Um, so, like, instead of just because, yeah, this is just like uh, um, uh, brute strength, and that would have been like a like an intelligent way to go about it. Which is, I I kind of want to see a little bit more of a creative uh, solution for some of these episodes. I know that's not the point. But to see it every once in a while would be nice. Wait, what? How does he get out of it? What's the? I, there, uh, I, uh, I Rampage totally... has the antidote, and he's taunting him with it the whole time. He's like, "Ah, you can't get this, can't get yeah. this." Obviously, someone shoots a grappling hook at him, so that, that he does get it. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's purely by accident. Basically, yeah, basically. I mean, what ends up happening is Rampage taunts him. He gets chased over. He gets into his flying vehicle. He's like leaning out of the vehicle like a weirdo. And then the one of the Joes who came, you know, away from their post to come back him up, throws, shoots a grappling hook, knocks the antidote down to the ground where Stone can then drink it. My pitch for this is it's it's similar, but we can still subvert expectations in that. What if Rampage doesn't have the antidote on him, but he says like, 
the the antidote is over in that lab over there or something to that effect uh, but he shouts from a distance while he runs to the pad so stone is left with a thing do i go get the antidote or do i chase after rampage and then after a brief moment of really soul searching stone chases rampage and he leaves the antidote and says i'm gonna go i'm gonna take him with me he ends up getting there doesn't it doesn't stop rampage you know maybe have another little fight right there where rampage gets over and gets away stone is there defeated being like well i embrace death i made my choice and it didn't work out that's the point that the other joe could walk up saying i went and got the antidote from the other room when i saw you chase rampage and you could still get him out of it but have that moment of human drama that would be cool i see i i enjoy psychological warfare in my children's cartoons Sure. So I I would have loved if like Rampage does have the antidote, but in and and they have like they have to figure out a way to convince him to do it. So either it's it's like even if he's not handcuffed to him, if it's him saying, you know, as soon as I go up, this whole place is gonna go up and you'll be buried alive, and or okay. or, or it's you know like it's one of the other jo- Joes coming in and being like, yeah, sure, you could let him explode but there's Joe's on the outside. And what they're going to do is they're going to find everyone you ever loved and systematically murder. Them. Uh-huh. Well, something, I think they also something that convinces him either for his own <laughs> personal safety or for the safety of others or something, something, or again, you know, like if fucking count Von Rainey slash claw shows up and it, and like, and, and sells him out, sells him down the river or, or like tackles him and gets it. And then, you know, he's like, why did you do that? And he's like, you like never go against me ever again. I can crush you at any, any given moment. I always have the upper hand. Cause I don't like that. They just let that plot point go that, sure. that he, he sort of disobeyed claw and then nothing happened to him. He's not, I, I like the fact that claw seems so much more vicious than Cobra commander who probably would have let, you know, Destro get away with something. But I, I don't would know love for four seasons of uh, uh, Transformers, but Megatron got regularly fucked over by Starscream. That's true. Never let him go regularly. Uh, and even ended up getting thrown out of an airlock in the movie by him, if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> Starscream's the one who murdered him for God's sake. <laughs> so, I mean, like, look, you know, keep your enemies closer, but not that close. All right. One more pitch. The third intern is an orphan. <laughs> mm, I like it. Knife to his neck says like, either you give us the antidote or we're going to slash this little boy's throat. <laughs> and uh, Rampage is like, no, he reminds me of myself when I was a child. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. One uh, of the things that I think happened here, though, is all these ideas are great. But at the point where we would hit them, we only have about 90 seconds of program left. We no, are, wait, I, we are I would up against like to, it. I would like to build on Chan's pitch. Oh, yes, please. Uh, uh, so they're like, we're going to kill him. No, he reminds me of myself at, at that age. Uh, uh, and then he he hands over the antidote. One of the Joes says, who would have thought that that would be his weakness? And then they slash the kid's throat anyway. Oh, my God. And like he's and, and Rampage screams and he's going he's he's sort of shifting back and forth between his Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Ooh, thing, because yeah. on the one hand, he's enraged. On the other hand, he's very sad. So he keeps going b- between humanity and monster, humanity and monster as they as they inject him. And he he gets uh, uh, he gets cured and he's not a bomb anymore. But the kid is lying there and just gurgling, gurgling <laughs> out the blood. And he goes, he goes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rampage, and he goes, shush, shush. It's it'll be okay. You just rest now. Uh, while the Joes walk away, and then Rampage looks after them, and he finally makes one final shift back to Monster, and this time he's not coming back from it. Man, that season of bunked that wasn't really could have been, you know, <laughs> if we just put Gina in charge. <laughs> You know, Bunked was a fun show and all, but why do we have three dead orphans every episode of the show? <laughs> Seems like they, a lot. They did, they did burn down the camp at the end of one one of the seasons. So, oh, see, and then the next season when they came back, uh, they were they were several campers lighter. This is not a bit. This, is, <laughs> this actually happened. I mean, here's the deal. I like it. Uh, this is TV's Gina Polito. Get her on your show. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying for years. 
if you really need to uh, cut down on those contract costs. What you're in year four, and you don't want to pay for those year five bumps. Bring in Gina; she'll take care of it for you. She will burn down your set in in script. That and will happen for a stipend. <laughs> for a stipend. We contract. We don't know how to end this season. We contracted Gina to burn it down. Um, okay, so he gets the antidote. Yeah, he he chugs it like an Irish car bomb. I like it. That's how, um, how would you do an antidote? You sniff it and sip it like a fine wine? Yeah, you got to check the legs. Uh. <laughs> Look, if you just start drinking random potions in a D&D uh, campaign, you're going to go real quick. <laughs> the thing is, we, it came in a vial, so we don't even know if it was supposed to be ingested or injected, quite honestly. Like, that's you want to make sure you get that right. That's all I'm saying. He sort of made some assumptions. Like, oops, that was a vial of my pee. I was going to have that checked for uh, parasites. Oh, yeah. And, and and he's like, I can definitely taste the parasites in that. And then he explodes. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, that's oh, all of this holds up. Yeah, urine. Poof. <laughs> it turned out heavy pee was the answer to the explosions. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, okay, cut back to Stone is fine now. Uh, they've got the whole base uh, rigged to explode, and they let Stone be the one who do it. And he's like, yeah, I like blowing stuff up. And then poof, he blows it up. And that's the end of the episode. Like, we don't we don't mess around once we get to that final point. So to all these wonderful pitches, I think they would have to be incorporated earlier because they didn't leave themselves a lot of a lot of real estate there at the end of that episode. Yeah, we had a ton of we had a ton of OG Sudbow episodes where we were like, how are they going to wrap this up in one minute? (laughs) It's fair. And Uh, then they just did. (laughs) I I would buy that uh, there was like really cool twist that they just had to cut because there's not enough time. Yeah, Yeah, but I I feel like if you're the writer, you can make enough time. Yeah, like I mean, again, this this episode was fine, and and if it had been a Deke episode, I would have been like, "Wow, this is like one of the better Deke episodes." I just have come to expect a lot more from from this series, uh, and and as evidenced by all of our pitches, they could have gone a lot of a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah, just nothing. Uh, here's the deal, though. I, I think what they did was fine. I think we said it's fine. Um, let's talk about that PSA. Y'all, yeah, this was bikes we, and helmets. Have we, have we seen this one before? I couldn't. No. It didn't seem familiar to me. This is a new one where uh, uh, there's two kids and they're guys and they're riding their bikes, no helmets. And there's this girl and they're like, "You want to take a ride in our bikes?" And she's like, "I guess." Aren't you gonna wear a helmet? And the kids are like, "What are you a fucking nerd?" Yeah, I gotta, I gotta admit, when two, when two boys rode up to a, a little girl. And said, want to take a ride on our bikes. I didn't think the the lesson was going to be helmets. I thought she was definitely going to end up uh, dismembered. Oh, boy. And mm-hmm. I thought the I thought the lesson would be like, don't don't end up being dismembered with various types of fluid all over yourself. And then don't years later, being the subject boy. of a true crime podcast. And, and well, you don't want to be that, that person. That's not a good way to live. <laughs> That's the end rule PSA. <laughs> that's the deep cut i apologize no you you do you okay let's move you on. do you shit town ted bundy let's go ted bundy god you know i just watched a whole thing about how the police caught ted bundy it was a whole video on this and it turns out they didn't really so much as have every opportunity to and fuck it up mm-hmm. like the ted bundy story is infuriating when let out that like not that far into it like maybe a year or two into his crimes one of his like ex-girlfriends and one of his former co-workers were like, okay, here's the deal. You said he was a, a white guy. You said he drove a Volkswagen. You said his name is Ted. Here is an exact description because all of this fits this guy I know. You should investigate him. And the cops got all this information from a close source Ray, and were just like, nah. Ray, you don't you don't watch enough uh uh you don't watch or listen to enough true crime podcasts because that's always what happens uh in in things like that it's always even even anytime there's a shooter people are like oh it turns out their ex-wife ex-girlfriend whatever told the cops a week ago yep every time that they were like it like it it's almost universal that there was like some sort of phone call that's like hey i think my my ex is about to go and shoot up a mall 
the cops don't look into it. Like it's always, I think we're so conditioned to assume that, that cops are like they are on law and order where it's like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. They walked by the guy and he smelled like this specific type of pizza from this one pizza joint and they figured <laughs> it out versus like, Hey, uh, this person's the murderer you're looking for. And then being like, let's never follow up on this. Yeah. It's, 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 it was just so infuriating because he also escaped custody. Like what? Like three times. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, and he I, pulled like the "I have to go to the bathroom" and crawled out the window gag. Like that shit worked. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, this is—it's always like that. That's always they had multiple opportunities to catch the son of Sam. It's 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 always a lot of. If you've ever watched anything about John Wayne Gacy, it's mm-hmm. literally like always like, oh wow. That guy, that guy that dresses like a clown is really creepy. One of the guy's victims got away and they said he dressed like a clown. Right. It's probably a coincidence. Like it's, it's literally always like that. It's, it's, it, it was boggling my mind that literally people were coming with just like full, like documents of information saying, this is exactly who it is like two years into it. And then seven years later, he's still out murdering people. And it's just like, what the fuck is wrong? So here's the lesson at home. This is what I learned. Go to the FBI. <laughs> the FBI, oh. you have to be good to go to the FBI. You I do thought not you have to be say, good to work at your local police. I thought you were going to say the lesson is if you're a generic white guy, start killing. Because they're, no. they're like you'll have a good like 10-year run where no one is going to catch you. Gina, here's the deal. As the generic white guy on this show, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that. Because immediately people will start making calls on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, I could totally get away with a few murders. I'm, I'm really confident. You think you could get away with murdering people? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I know I couldn't, and I know Chan couldn't. You probably could, but I'm just so generally unlucky when it comes to anything <laughs> I'm trying to do. It would just so happen I would finally like get the murder worked out, and then like a bike cop would just be rolling by right at that moment. You know, like that would be. That would be me, you know, and then I'm done. I yeah. just don't. I did it. Why they didn't go to the father of Sam to find uh, <laughs> that guy? Because like, oh, he's gonna be there, right? <laughs> he's hanging around. I, I mean, you don't hanging- know. Maybe they don't get along. Maybe they only see each other at Thanksgiving. Oh, please. You don't call yourself the son of Sam and not have a daddy complex. No, I mean, here's the thing that that might have been given to him by by dad of Sam. He might have been like, hey, why don't you why don't you call yourself something nice? Why do you call yourself son of Sam? Come on, dad, dad, the Zodiac killer gets his own thing. Like, why can't I have my own thing? I'm just saying it's a family business. You should have a family name. Sam and son. Nothing wrong here. I mean, to be fair, if they owned a, a junkyard, you know, they could be Samford and Son. Where's the Ford come from? I don't understand. Oh, uh, Henry Ford also works there in a weird time crisis moment. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, you should make that clear right Sam, up front. comma, Ford, comma, and Son. Uh, I see. Sam, Ford, and Son. Okay. No, I'm on board. Uh, honestly, this show kind of has legs now that I think about it. I think <laughs> we get a Wayans brother on board. We make this happen. But the Wayans brother plays Henry Ford, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you have a chance to get SW1 to play Henry Ford. You do it. Am I right? That's a reference about In Living Color, a show that came out when I was in middle school and no one remembers but me. Everyone remembers it. My old yeah. bosses on Unicorn. Have you have you watched it recently? It is problematic. Yeah, I mean every everyone it's a it's a common it's a common talking point that it's so problematic. I mean like we knew it was problematic at the time. We just hadn't matured as a culture yet in the early 90s. Like we know this is wrong. We still enjoy and love it anyway. And then, you know, something clicked where we were like, "Oh, it's wrong." So maybe we shouldn't. I mean, it it launched JLo, so I feel like it evens out. Launch Jalen, launch Jim Carrey, you know, and he mm-hmm. makes fun of uh, the former president. So launched my bosses on the unicorn. That was their first writing job. See, if it wasn't for the problematic material on In Living Color, TV's Gina Ippolito would not have been hired on the unicorn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Solves up. And that was G.I. Joe <laughs> extend a helping claw. Guys, we, we liked it. Okay. We thought it was fine. 
We're coming back with He-Man episode three of five next week. Wait, what's this? What's this title mean? Extend a helping claw? Well, because uh, Iron Claw helped when the guy got exposed to the gas. I assume that's what's happening here. Come that's, on, Gina. What are you, Ray? No, it yeah. seems it seems yeah. like a loose connection. Like it well, seems ex- like extend a helping a very hands. loose. Like nothing about exploding or like or like race against the clock type of thing. Well, like some sort oh, of pun but, about that. Race against the claw. None of this makes sense, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> race against the clock. Race against what? the clock. You know what? I don't hate that. I don't hate that. They should have stuck with it. You know what? They really needed to bring in blowtorch for that episode, though. <laughs> hey, we're going to race against the clock. <laughs> what? Was that supposed to be Boston? Yeah, it was a Boston Irish accent. Did you enjoy it? Mm, I did not. Oh, no. Oh. I worked so hard on it. <laughs> I'm so sad to hear it did not land. No, no, no. I've been no. workshopping it for months. No. At least I nailed the Australian accent uh, last week. What I look forward to is Chan tweeting at people, check out Ray's Boston accent one day after we record this, as Mm -hmm. if it's going to be the next episode. (laughs) As if it's already out. (laughs) Robert Clark Chan, shame on you. Man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. I didn't know what time was before I ended up here in New York while you guys are still on the West Coast. And so I feel like it's, two in the morning here and like last Wednesday where you are. What is it? 1973 where you are? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just three hours, Chan. It's just it's, three hours. I grew up on the, in the Eastern oh, time zone. I, I, Gina, you did as well. It's, it's weird to move here at first, but you get used to it very, very quickly. It's the backwards going. That's a problem for me. What's the, what's the future like Chan? It's even worse. Oh no! Oh no! But the bagels are pretty good. So okay, okay. That, all right. For me, I don't know if the bagels improve where you are, but uh, oh. I'm definitely having a better time with them. Okay. <laughs> so, Chad, what's your? I'll give me as last. What's your one New York moment that's happened so far? Have you been like mugged or anything? Like, what's the? What's the? Uh, no, but uh, my three-year-old son did go waltzing down the street singing, hey, I'm hugging here. <laughs> hey, I'm hugging here. New Yorkers are going to be like, hey, that's the fucking cutest thing I've ever seen. Because they always sound angry even when they're not. Look, if Egon asks to go to the Joker staircase to dance, you tell that you tell him no. <laughs> Under no circumstances am I allowing that, Egon. <laughs> Just for the record. And that's our show, everybody. Extend a helping claw. G.I. Joe Extreme episode nine. Guys, we only have a few more episodes left of season one, I believe. Not a whole lot more to go. We're doing a pretty good job banging through all of this. Uh, uh, How impressed have you been with G.I. Joe Extreme so far? Uh, uh, Even though this is a mediocre episode, we're still doing okay. This I keep I kept expecting the other shoe to drop here and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh. Wait, is there a is there a second season of this one? Yes, there is. Oh, okay. So I don't know if we're gonna pay off that they know that the Count von Rainey is a claw storyline. I'd like to believe that's where we're going at the end of season one is this payoff of some kind, but I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. All right. Uh, yeah. There's 26 episodes in total. We're on number nine right now, so there's still a there's still this season. Another month, two months, because we're doing the uh, GI or the He Man on top of this. So, oh man, still in it. We better not get ahead of ahead of the GI Joes faster than they can churn them out. I don't think that's going to be an issue, Gina. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm just saying, if it is, I'll have to sell a new GI Joe show myself. That's what I'm saying. See, we actually, when you get hired on as a staff writer for G.I. Joe 2022, Excuse we're going to have a new me. segment called Inside the Writer's Room. First of all, uh, I'm way above staff writer level. Thank you very oh, excuse much. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I just know it's staffing season and maybe I don't have my terminology right. <laughs> uh, this is a very industry heavy podcast, right? So you got to get on that. You know what? I'm still learning, Jan. Like, I don't throw all my video game terms at you. 
Oh yeah, I do. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Gina, we'll have like live reports from the actual like writer's room. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of let us know what's going on and we could spoil everything and get you fired. Unfortunately, that's probably It'll just what be would happen. A snake eating its own tail at that point. I'll mm. write an episode. It'll come out. We'll watch the episode. Oh boy. <laughs> You've described my perfect idea for a show. <laughs> Well, at that point, though, don't we kind of become like the Better Call Saul podcast to that stuff where it's the people who made it actually yep. like talking about it? That would be even cooler. We're like the Chernobyl podcast. Mm. Okay, sure. That too. Chernobyl. That was a good ass podcast. I, I, I'm i sure it was. It's just such a rough subject matter. Whew. I am glad people are listening to this and they're still listening. Why would they have not left 15 minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag butts. Not even uh, butts going to save this one. No. Well, I guess we're done. I think we're just extending it out because we can, which is dumb because none of us really want to. So that was the episode. Let's do some, uh, some stuff. You can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, $5 a month. We'll get you all the different cartoons in our super secret vault, including the RoboCop cartoon. I was having a conversation about that earlier today and about how softened the, the RoboCop movies and cartoon show were compared to the original property, which was excellent. An excellent show, our movie. Yeah. Otherwise, you can find us on uh, 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 Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, whereas individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I don't think we mentioned in the PSA Mayday was there telling her that she should wear a helmet. And then she broke her leg. What a sad. She waited to the PSA, but it finally paid off. So weird. But at least she didn't break her head, which was the whole point. Thank you. Helmet good. Didn't wear a helmet on her leg. Should have. Mm-hmm. Print it. Situation critical. Roll call. It's- Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.